following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Be Mighty, balancing your money and your time with your hosts, Katie Marley. You know, it's a common thought that we can never balance our time and our money. We run out of money when there are still so many days on the calendar. What are some of the ideas and tools that will help us more efficiently manage these two resources? On today's program, you'll learn how being mighty is the result of transforming one's life. One insight, one choice, one action at a time. Now, here is K.D. Marley, which is K.Mar and D. Lee. Welcome to our new show, Mighty Gems. My name is K.Mar, and I am here with my co-host, D. Lee, and our guest host, Lynn Sherell. Today, we are continuing to explore our new focus on Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels, and basically what we're doing here is looking for the extraordinary that is within our ordinary lives and paying attention to them. So these gems that we're looking for are ordinary things that when you stop and pay attention, you realize just how wonderful and how awesome they are. And one of the things that I like to do in particular is playing with words. I like to find out their meanings, their origin, and different ways just to play with words. And yes, I do puns too. Um, last week, we were looking at abundance and looking at the different facets of abundance of gratitude and giving and receiving. Today, we are going to start out with a quote by Mario Testino. He said, my favorite words are possibilities, opportunities, and curiosity. I think if you are curious, you create opportunities. And then if you open the doors, you create possibilities. And I would add there that once you've created the possibility, then, depending on what your choices are, you can actually make that become a reality in your life. So what we're looking at today are curiosity, opportunities, and possibilities. Starting out with, let's look at creativity first and what creativity means. To create means to bring something into existence that wasn't there before. Um, Think of... Okay, we tend to think of creativity as with artists. You know, a painter, he's bringing into existence something that wasn't there before. A composer is bringing into existence a new piece of music that wasn't there before. So it's it's bringing something into existence that hasn't been around before, at least in that form. When we're curious, the imagery I always love is curiosity. Think about a toddler. To them, the world is brand new. They've never seen all these things before. They can get so totally fascinated by things that we think, really, you're going to stop and look at an ant on the sidewalk? Come on. But, you know, for them, it's brand new. They've never seen this before, and so they're curious about it. They want to investigate it. They want to explore it. They want to study it. They want to find out what there is in all of this. 
opportunities. Essentially, this comes from a Greek, both Greek and Latin words that mean to open. So an opportunity is literally something that opens up before you. And then possibility, this is a fun one. This is something that isn't definite, but it might be. And whether or not it becomes definite depends on you and the choices that you make. So I think we need a little pun break because you said that. I got hooked on it. Um, okay. I just to share. Um, did you hear about the guy who got hit in the head with a can of soda? He was lucky it was a soft drink. <laughs> and, and it's not that the man didn't know how to juggle. He just didn't have the balls to do it. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and, 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 you know, with Interstellar out, I'm reading a book about anti-gravity. It's impossible to put down. <laughs> Thank you, Lynn. There you go. Right. There you go. So, you know, there's some new research on curiosity. If you live with an attitude of curiosity and look for the value of more um, of having the mundane be magnificent, it will unexpectedly bring you more joy, and it brings more joy into your future as well because you're discovering things. Um, time capsules are a great example of that. Uh, in fact, there was just one um, that uh, Kmar, you found this that in Boston they just uh, opened up a time, or they're getting ready to open up a time capsule in Boston. It's 113 years old. It was when um, Governor John Adams was not a beer; he was actually a governor. So, I mean, that's amazing. So, in and what they're doing, and in, in, you know, they were thinking of us way back then. That's amazing. You know, those experiences of the moment are really interesting, especially when they're kind of when you can all look back. And those moments of curiosity can just kind of feel like magic. Now, there's also the whole other aspect of that where curiosity killed the cat. Um, I've, <laughs> I've experienced this one. Some might have said that my name became the cat. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like you, you really just have to check things out. And that phrase has actually been used. I think Shakespeare and O. Henry used that. Um, in 1916, there was a headline listed in the Washington Post about a cat rescue needed um, for New York City government departments. And Eugene O'Neill added to that and said satisfaction brought him back. So we're exploring the approaches needed to bring back and rescue ourselves by uh, rediscovering curiosity. So it's, um, and the Mars rover is named Curiosity, which is a little tidbit of trivia for our audience. It's really, it's an instinctive part of our nature and it's a basic for feeling alive. How do we cultivate that? It seems that when we have education, we are conditioned out of that natural state of curiosity. So what's the perception? Actually, let, me, let me interject there. That was yeah. actually a question I was going to bring up to you. We start out being curious. You look at the toddler. You look at the little kids. We're curious. Where do we lose it? Why do we lose it? You know, if you look at little kids' pictures, I don't know if you've ever done this, but if you look at little kids' pictures, you can see between like the fourth and sixth grade, You and you know, I don't know what age that is, maybe six or eight years old, you can see that the light goes out in their eyes. You can just see it. And we end up spending, uh, once we get to adulthood, we spend time trying to figure out how to turn our light back on. And I really, for me, I believe that it's about um, a lot of authority. No, no, no. Don't do this. Don't do that. Like, we just get conditioned into how to conform rather than allowing our natural um, effervescence and, um, you know, how uh, jubilant we feel and exhilarated about life. Like, that just gets conditioned out of us because it's like, no, 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 don't climb that. Don't go over there. Don't try that. 
you know, oh, that was, you know, silly. What are you doing? You know, there's a lot of judgment and things. And, and it's not because our authority figures, our parents, our teachers, it's not because they want us to feel bad. They're just trying to make us into good people to live in our society so that we can be successful. So I think that that's what happens. You can actually see the light go out when they're like, when, you know, we just figure out, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to live between the lines and follow the rules. That's so my theory. Like, so it's like getting another advertisement going, <laughs> who turned out the light? You know, so it's, it's really a perception having courage. Um, right now, it takes a lot of courage to actually take a look at things differently because there's so much conditioning that's going on. And when you do that, um, it really uh, takes a lot of extra effort because it's kind of like uh, a fish swimming upstream. upstream. And um, by taking an opportunity to really um, take this, uh, it's almost like taking a course in study for your own self. Um, teaching ourselves to be curious as an adult is like having a, our own um, teaching, being ourselves as a teacher a lot of times to start with. Because as we have been conditioned, we also use words and um, those words bring up imagery and we act within that. And so um, in the Be Mighty program, we were working with uh, one insight, one choice, and one action uh, to bring it back down so that we could handle the overwhelmed potentials. And so we're, we're looking for new opportunities, inspirations, and solutions. And so um, I'd like to suggest that people take the curiosity part of this training and really start working with words and looking at the ideas that we're working with. Well, it's not just the words, but pretend, okay, let's put on our little kid glasses, you know, start looking at the world around you, because words come later. You know, little kids don't have the words yet, like a toddler, they don't have the words yet to say that's a sidewalk, that's a dog, that's an ant. But putting on these little kid glasses and looking at the world that way and then bringing words into it, well, as an adult, you know, we have all the words, so it's like we have to retrain ourselves because it's it starts with a perception and waking up to the fact that a word means something or doesn't mean something. And um, as we uh, look back at the children, you know, we need to take a look at what is really being um, taught to them in all of the different schools because I think there's a lot of things that um, – you know, we we have the um, the magic that we look for in the tooth fairy. Uh, we have that we talk to them about uh, as a kid. You know, that's a really that that is something in awe of uh, us looking forward to Christmas. You know, with Santa Claus and um, you know the very big jewels that we we've been looking at. Uh, curiosity really is the basics for happiness. And um, when we look at it from a, a different angle, it, it has wings and inspiration. And we look at things like you mentioned, the ant on the sidewalk. You know, you wonder, well, what kind of civilization is the ant living in, in that kind of a level? And with that, I would say it's the child who didn't lose the curiosity that grows up to be the scientist that asked those questions about the ant. Mm-hmm. 
So it, it's really looking forward to some adventure too. So it's it's a um, it's not just a study of words and trying to activate something, but also really looking forward to some uh, passionate adventures. You know, and along with that is risk and dangers. Um, maybe that's why people read a lot of books. They're out there trying to have the curiosity through a book. Or the action-adventure movies. It's mm-hmm. the same thing, Look, you know, mm-hmm. looking for the adventure, looking for the excitement. So it's every time I get out of one of those, I just have to say, every time I get out of one of those movies, I drive faster. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am just ready to go and take on anybody because I feel like I'm eight feet tall and bulletproof. So I want to like, I just, oh, my God, I just love it. So maybe I'm one of those people. But, you know, we really, we do. We pay attention to the people who step out of the box. That gets our attention. The things that are a little bit different, it's like, oh, that stirs our blood because no longer are we stuck in what's stable and familiar and expected. You know, we're really, you know, we, we have a core need. We have a core need for variety, and we also have a basic need for a core need for certainty. But we can't have too much certainty because then it gets boring and comfortable and, and stuck, stagnant. But then, you know, the variety, we can't have it go over the top either because then, you know, we'll do what I do, and that's to buy a sports car and drive really fast. So <laughs> <laughs> but I love my car. I love my car. <laughs> well, so there again, it's the balance, finding the balance in our own lives between the adventure that feeds our, our, our need for newness and, and curiosity and the routines which feed our need for comfort. We have to find that balance point so between the two. And so we're very hungry, I think, for the curiosity to, you know, to start... Uh, coming back into our life, it's kind of like looking at a candle. You know, you light the the wick of a candle and have it burning. Um, it's a way of waking awakening, uh, putting the light on it, the spotlight. Yeah. And I think for me, you know, I've done a little bit of teaching. And one of the best parts about teaching is seeing when they get it because their eyes light up. You can literally see the light going on. And that's the cool part about being a teacher is when people get it and understand what you're trying to teach. It's just, there's nothing quite like that, I don't think. Uh, but you had brought up boredom. Yeah, if we're stuck in too much of a rut, if we're doing the same thing, the same way, the same time, every day, the same way, over and over and over, we're going to get bored. And I think part of it is that we allow ourselves to go to sleep in I mean we can be up we can be doing our things but in some ways maybe we're making letting our mind go asleep and that's where the boredom comes from and you know, so here again putting on those pulling the little kid glasses I think is the best term I can come up with you know looking at something and, and paying attention to it when you come home and your dog wags the tail at you you know, paying attention to that. Hey, they're happy to see you. Um, what? Animals live in the present. They don't brood about the past. They don't fear for the future. They live in the present. And you walk in that door, and your dog is so happy to see you. They're living in the present, and here you are right there in their present, and you can see it in how much they wag their tail at you. Um, they're excited to see you. Eagerness. Looking forward to what's coming next. Uh, this is what lets you keep moving. 
in your life and, and being able to make changes. Walt Disney said, the art, or rather the secret, of making dreams come true. And Disney was pretty much invested in making dreams come true. Can be summarized in four C's. And the first one he starts with is curiosity. And then he goes on with confidence, courage, constancy. But notice the secret to making dreams come true starts with curiosity. Being curious about what's around you, what's there in your world. You know what? I have a couple of thoughts. Um, going back to boredom, there's a great book. It's called um, The Language of Emotions by Carla McLaren. And in that, she goes through all the emotions. And boredom is actually a mask for anger. So, really? um, yeah, when someone says, oh, I'm bored of this, really, they're, they're kind of masking uh, um, anger, and anger is the emotion of a boundary that has been breached. So, um, you know, it's just an interesting way to look at it, just a different perspective, so I offer that in case that's helpful to anyone. It's a great book. I used to work with it with my clients. It was a textbook, and we would take one What's chapter at a time. Um, it's called The Language of Emotions, and it's by Carla with a K, McLaren. It's an amazing book. She's awesome, and um, it's really, she is taking this from her experience and then um, working with clients, and, and it's really about the somatics, you know, the body's memory of things, and, and really explaining, you know, what's boredom, what's happiness, what's joy, like, how do you have it, what does it mean, and, uh, and it's just a fascinating book, but that really stuck with me when she said that, that boredom or apathy, um, that's really anger, that's really masked anger so you know in case that's helpful for anyone if you're ever bored you know just kind of look and see what's you know what's ticking you off so um, what, and, yeah, you know, what's really bothering you what's really bothering you um yeah and then i was thinking too the first time that i re recall actually cultivating curiosity it was really awesome i went to a seminar and this woman stood in the front of the room and she held up a pencil and she's like what is this and, you know, everybody's looking around going, is this a trick question? <laughs> we think we know what this is. And then, I don't, you guys know, I'm a little bit quirky. And I just kind of went, I think it's an oar for a frog to paddle a boat. She went, excellent. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. <laughs> so we did this whole exercise on all the things that this pencil could be. And it was just really fun. You know, it was just really different. So, uh, you know, think of things, you know, if you can look around your world and see things just from just a like with the eyes of a, a, a stranger. In fact, that's one of the things that I do with my clients, my feng shui clients, is that I invite them to take pictures of their house, take, take pictures, then look at the pictures to see their house. Because as humans, we filter out the familiar. So when they actually see what their house looks like through the lens of a camera, they're like, oh, my God, all that stuff in that corner. And, well, that picture doesn't look right there. You know, then they can see it because and it's part of that Seeing, you know, we need to uh, take a quick break here. So we're, we're going to come back here shortly um, and do some more seeing, get the lens of our, our curiosity up here. So stay tuned. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. 
Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Like so many others, do you put on a game face to the world? The stress of home life, work life, and personal life converge on us on practically a daily basis. Yet, so rarely do we let others see our real selves. And we carry on like we don't have a single problem. We need to connect and to find out we're not alone. Tune into Stories from the Heart of Leadership with host Shamin Sadiq to find out not only what's been created, but the story behind it. Listen live every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Be Mighty, Balancing Your Money and Your Time with Katie Marley. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to b-myte at b-myte.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Mighty Gems, where we are spotlighting everyday jewels. During the break, we were having a little bit of fun with puns. So um, here's one for you to share with us. Have you ever tried to eat a clock? It's really very time consuming. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one tick at a time. <laughs> and you eat it one tick at a time. Oh, man, that is hilarious. That's great. So funny. Yeah. There's, uh, there, you know, once I get going, I just, it's just fun. It's just fun to start laughing. Um, you know, there was actually, um, you know, I went to a theatrical performance all about puns, and um, really it was just a play on words. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, so how do we open up curiosity? How do we, well, what do you think? What, is, what do the two of you have to say about that? Well, um, it's acknowledging that you don't have any. <laughs> what is that? Hey, hey, can't fix the problem until you acknowledge you have one. You know, if you run into the point where you're you're not sure what is curiosity, um, you know, where you, where do you actually start? Well, you know, one of the things that I have done is pretending, and okay, I think curiosity has a lot to do with imagination, but start someplace that you know really, really, really well, like your bedroom. And pretend that an alien, somebody that's not from Earth, has walked into your bedroom. What would they think about the different pieces of furniture? Wow, she's got a really boring life. <laughs> but would they she even must not realize get much company? <laughs> but would they re- even realize though what those pieces of furniture were for? Probably not. But they would you, think that maybe I'm a nun. I don't know. <laughs> you know, or your kitchen. You know what? Okay, don't even pick the alien. Pick somebody from 2,000 years ago and have them walk into a modern kitchen. Oh, I just want to show them my computer. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, they're not going to have a clue. And they're going to be curious and wondering, what in the world is that? 
Well, it's a refrigerator. I mean, think about that. You know, would they even have that concept? Probably not. Would probably be. You know, they might have a fear of hurdles in our new contemporary world, but I'm sure they would get over it. You're um, on a roll. You are. I am. <laughs> but, you know, seriously, pretend you're an alien that you've never seen this situation before. What is that for? Like saying that the pencil was an oar for a frog. I love it. <laughs> you know, what, what, what are the new and different things? Think about our highways. An alien comes. What are they going to think about that? You know, if you look down, if you're up in an airplane and you look down on the earth and you see all these ribbons of roads going everywhere and all these little bitty toy cars and trucks that are running up and down on the roads, if somebody's never encountered that before, what are they going to think about it? Especially when somebody steps out of the little bitty things, you know. (laughs) Oh, they took their shell off. (laughs) Well, really, you know what you're, I think what you're saying is just take a survey of your own, like what's happening in your life? What are the daily things that you're doing? What are your, what what are the expectations of your daily tasks and interactions with other people? And um, what areas of your life do you like or are attracted to or, you know, try to get through as fast as possible? And, and, you you know, in that moment, you're really looking at um, what what's the minimum, you know, a, quite a good question is what's the minimum you need to actually run that part of your life because then you can take all that extra energy and put it towards something else when you are making those conscious decisions. And then maybe um, take that information from whatever you're getting as you look around your world and um, maybe you need new answers or maybe you decide you want to pursue some new hobby or something. Um, or maybe it's just time to have a party and just celebrate what you've discovered. Uh, and then connect that information um, to what's happening in your life and and assimilate what's already being done that is what you want and uh, and then maybe you might come up with more questions because a lot of times as we seek answers what we really find are more questions so it's it really gets very exciting I think and then yeah what were you gonna say actually I was thinking um, Rainer Maria Rilke a German writer poet one of my favorites he said, don't be so quick to look for the answers. Look for the questions. Once you really know the questions, then maybe the answers will come along. So, yeah, don't be so quick to say, okay, this is the answer and then move on. Maybe it's an answer, but is it the one that works? And it's really sometimes taking a, a step back and just looking at some of the obvious and asking the question about something that's obvious that um, might be kind of an inquiry and maybe obvious is a hard word because what's obvious to somebody may not be obvious to somebody else. So it's almost like this is a very personal kind of um, situation. And Winston Churchill was a person that um, had some really interesting insights. He said, a pessimist seeks the the difficulty in every opportunity an optimist seeks the opportunity in every difficulty. And it's really our, our own it's, polish on that gem that is really, um, it's, it's fascinating. It's putting on that set of glasses. Which set of glasses do you want to wear? The pessimist or the optimist? The one that's curious about your world or the one that is bored? Well, you know, and I like um, I like what you said, too, about being in a state of inquiry. Just just open up and, and look around and be curious. Be in, in, in inquiry. Ask questions. That's I think that's really powerful. <laughs> I'm laughing because as our son was growing up, you know, he was very 
inquisitive. And so you get to a point where you go, you know, why, 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 why does it work this way? You know, and then you go on and on and on. And then you kind of look and it's like, I have to be very patient. <laughs> well, <word> why? <laughs> what, what do you call people who never quit asking questions? They're either scientists or philosophers. Exactly. So, you know, it's, it's like having a, a, a patience for ourselves as we ask questions too, because I think that's part of why, why <laughs> people don't take the time to ask why, because they're in a hurry or they're distracted or they're, they don't think that they have anything to ask. You know, it's all right there and they're so used to just being in the routine that, you know, they're not able to step out of that or off that freeway. Or why bother asking because I w- I'll never get the answer anyway. I g- the, we're back to the apathy thing, I think, with that. Uh, you know, one of my mentors said, um, always ask why. And I said, well, why? <laughs> and the answer was, and what's under that? And what's under everything I came up with then was, and what's under that? And what's under that? What's beyond that? What's deeper than that? Uh, by the time I was so frustrated with that process, but you know, I got new answers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's amazing what your mind can provide you when you make it your um, servant instead of letting it be your master. Yes. Well, and you yes. have to give it time so it can process that too, because. If you don't give it the time, then your mind is out doing its own thing. <laughs> you know, it's it's keeping itself busy and comes up with things or, um, I don't know, it's just kind of interesting. Yeah, and if you can, um, the other thing I think is if you see what other people are doing and the choices they're making in their lives and you ask them questions about what they're doing or why they're doing and use their life as kind of a little playbook for you to see a bigger picture, sometimes you can... Um, learn things that apply to your own life, you know, all these unique stories, sometimes there's kind of a common thread. And usually the things that you pick up about other people are things that either you've been through or you're familiar with or that you're handling right now or that maybe are on deck and you don't even know they're there yet. Yeah. And it's also, it gives inspiration because if you see someone able to do something, it's, it's an inspiration to say, okay, well, what is holding me back? You know, it's a, it's asking yourself again, well, I have value. I can see myself doing that. There's no reason why not. And so it's it becomes a curiosity as to what's holding you back. And um, opening up some of that is um, knowing that you're going to have change too because that, again, is difficult for people sometimes to get change going on in their lives. And it's, it's also not just the change but the possibility um, – of looking at things with a different lens and looking at things that are really um, timely and changes that need to be happening, the step one, step two, rather going from step one to step five, you know, you could get really off track pretty quick if you're trying to jump around like that. But sometimes it's really necessary. Well, you know, two steps forward and one step back is a cha-cha. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It is. Maybe that's why I stepped all over my husband's feet. (laughs) You guys were letting him know you were there. That's all. (laughs) Did you know that I used to be a professional ballroom dancer? I would teach people how to dance. Yep. (laughs) 
Yeah, I loved it. Just loved it. It's really fun. It's like when you see the world, I, it was amazing when I would watch my students, how they were learning music or how learning how to relate to music and then trying to put their body in certain positions, you know, it was, it's how people interpret it. And there's really no right or wrong. It's really just what works for you and what are you comfortable with. And, and over time to see people really bloom into that. Oh my goodness. That's what you were saying earlier about um, the rewards of teaching is just to see people open up and bloom. That's, that's a gift. That's amazing. It it's is. It awesome. really is. So we should all carry little candles around and dancing take, shoes. Dancing shoes. Candles or dancing shoes. Well, maybe for some people, they're ballet slippers. Or belly. I'm a, I'm a belly dancer too. I used to have my shimmies. I, have, <laughs> <laughs> I know you're shocked to hear it, but <laughs> um, actually, no. Uh, uh, yeah, my Facebook page is a picture of me with my wig and everything. It was, you know, amazing. It was fun. I had hair down to my waist. It was awesome for just that, you know, performance. It was great. Yeah. You know, so. so playing around with this, make curiosity and becoming curious a gift to yourself. Because it is fun when you start looking at things different ways and you can play with different things like this. Um, one of the best ways to get over being scared of something is to learn about it. And that learning is one that you can do yourself. Or you can, um, if you're trying to do something um, and you're not sure, there are a lot of different people out there that are willing to be mentors or giving little clues of where to start. Um, and, it's kind you know, of- we've, we've been talking about um, the external stuff, but be curious about your internal process too. Now, why did I react like that? No? That's a really good way to disarm an argument or a converse, a, a heated discussion, let's just say, is if you can stop and say, wait a second, what am I doing? Why do I believe that? What is, what's really going on? Why am I reacting like that? Because chances are, if you're overreacting to something, it's not even about the moment or the, the other person. It's really based on history. You know, there's, there's something else going on there. And so when you can kind of get it at the, the source or the cause, then whatever's happening in the moment just kind of loses all its fizzle. It just doesn't have to happen anymore. Yeah, and, and that comes back to our process of our mighty handy formula, you know, in making choices, working with decisions or feeling something, um, the mighty handy formula that we focused on in our Be Mighty program uses the hand. You know, your thumb is your foundation. You focus on something, find out how it feels, uh, how is it moving into the flow. And the question, like our puns, is it fun? And when you really open that up, you know, yourself up, that's a total freedom. So that's pretty powerful. So Be it, curious about other people. One of the things I'm most fascinated with are oral histories, asking people their stories. Well, and in curiosity, uh, people have curiosity about their parents. I mean, starting with the source of our parents is kind of an a place to start because you know we're here <laughs> question of why am I here that's a different level but it's also um, how did I get here wherever here is um, and some of the questions that we have um, we ask more because we're trying to gather the knowledge and for someone that's not had an opportunity to ask questions or to research or look at things in a different way. There's a lot of fear that can be gathered in searching for something. 
but um, by having more knowledge, you can actually dispel the fear and approach um, the process in a better way. So it's it's really taking that um, opportunity. Here we are talking about curiosity and opportunity. Yeah. Um, because um, there are so many, you know, there's, and with our uh, jewel of discussion last week of abundance, look at how much abundance there is in opportunities and choices. And in the curiosity, there's a lot of abundance and curiosity out there. If you really look at it, it's a big, as big as the ocean. <laughs> so it's, it's an attitude. Yeah, there again, our pair of glasses that we put on. Yeah. The Lens of Perception. I read a yep. book. It's called The Lens of Perception. And it's an awesome book if you ever get a chance. Um, I can't remember who wrote it, but it's awesome. But really, you know, when we look at opportunities, the opportunities really are an advantageous combination of circumstances that give us choices to look at. And they can come in small ways and they can even disappear if we're not aware and conscious and paying attention. So, you know, when we're looking at opportunities, it's just uh, we're looking at decision making and we're brainstorming options and we're putting together priorities for what we really want, what's going to move us towards our, our goals in life and what moves us away. We have to know where we are in relationship to that and and sometimes it can be really just helpful to write it all out and figure out okay this is an opportunity what is what the pros the cons what's happening you know trying to do a, a contrast process to help us identify opportunities which again that's just an exercise in curiosity and creativity right we just project ourselves out and say is this going to be where i want to end up and you know or is this a, do i need to take a different action a different course of you know action and the albert einstein the brilliant one you know, I have a crush on him. I'm, <laughs> I'm confessing it here on this show. In the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. <laughs> one that he said. He's so brilliant. Your, yeah. The Lens of Perception, the book you referenced earlier, was written by Hal Bennett. Yes. Great book. And awesome. Looks like it's on Amazon.com. Of course. Awesome. Isn't everything on Amazon.com? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it, if any of our readers or listeners, excuse me, want to check out that book that's um, also on there. The Lens of Perception is written by Hal Bennett, so you can go look for that one. Yeah, you know, and uh, I wrote a, bu- a whole book on um, how to use fear as fuel, you know, so, <laughs> wow. I mean, imagine that, yeah. It's a pretty explosive uh, book, I would say. <laughs> You know, like a bicycle <laughs> a bicycle can't stand on its own because it's too tired. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got some good ones, don't I? You've got some yep. excellent ones. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun. You know, atheists don't solve exponential equations because they don't believe in higher powers. <laughs> and on that note, it's time for another commercial break. Don't go Please. away. Join us when we come back for more fun times. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you living your dream yet? If not, then why not? Everyone has a greatness inside of them to achieve what they deserve in their lives. But how do you find the motivation to get started? Tune in to Your Authentic Life with host Susan Cranston. Susan's advice, along with expert guests, will help you improve your relationships, start or change your career, 
and achieve the seemingly unattainable goal. Listen live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Be Mighty, Balancing Your Money and Your Time with Katie Marley. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to b-myte at b-myte.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to the Mighty Gems. Um, we've been talking about curiosity, and we just switched to starting to talk about opportunity. And Albert Einstein's quote where he said, in the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. And it's a sort of thing of, you know, when something seems to get in the way of doing something, do you see that as an obstacle or a stepping stone? Um, opportunities are things that a lot of times seemingly happen by chance, but it opens things up and it makes opens up what's possible. Um, definition of the word, it's an advantageous, meaning favorable, combination of circumstances that give choices to look at. And opportunities can be for really big things or they can be for, you know, fairly small things. And the thing is, if you're not paying attention, opportunities don't last that long. So if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss it. Um, it's another reason to be awake in your life and not just going through the motions. Because if you are, then you're going to miss all these different opportunities for lots and lots of fun things. Uh, so when these, these opportunities arise in your life and open up the possibilities of different ways of seeing things, different ways of doing things, different directions to take your life, do some investigation. Here again, there's another place for your curiosity. What are the possibilities in this? Do some research on it. You know, brainstorming. What matters the most to you in this situation? What do you want to see? Um, what's most important? What feels the best for you? When you think about it, imagine putting yourself in that situation, what feels the best for you? Um, you can do things very analytically, you know, putting together your lists of pros and cons of the different possibilities that you see. And But how do you know when to act on it? A lot of times our lists of pros and cons can't really tell you when to act on it. Um, you, have to, you have to really spend time with it. Think about it. Ponder it. Put yourself in that situation. What does it feel like? I'd say... A lot of times we do things, we might 
want to think that we have rational reasons for what we do. But a lot of times, the real true underlying reason, again, going to the base of that why, why, why question, is because that's what it felt right to do. And that can be kind of a scary thought for some people that, you know, you're, we're not really quite as rational as we like to think we are. Um, but it, th- that is something that's actually uh, known in both psychology and philosophy that people make the choices that they do because it's the choice that feels best to them at that given point in time. Even though we like to think, you know, oh, I had a really rational reason for this. I remember reading about a study that was done with hypnosis. And during the course of the hypnosis, which this wasn't the actual point of the study. The point of the study was that when these people were under hypnosis and were being asked these different questions, they were told that when I bring you out of this, out of the hypnosis, when you wake up, um, you're going to go over to the window and open the curtains. And so they'd bring the people wake them up and shortly thereafter they'd go over to the window and open the curtains and the person that was with them was saying why did you do that and inevitably they would come up with all these rational reasons to explain why they had actually gotten up and opened the curtains so we we like to um think that we're always acting on the basis of rational reasons but we don't always and i think maybe it it would be better for us if we realize that we don't always do that and then we can accommodate that accordingly. And ask why. And ask why. Yes, why. Why did I act that way? So it's like putting a script for yourself. And it, it's actually interesting, too, that as you script your day, um, I've been doing some studies for myself of um, how to script my days so that I have more time and looking at, uh, asking myself why so it's very interesting as to why I do this but it's really discovering the time elements that uh, could possibly open up a uh, new knowing for myself um, and in that process you can also look for contingency plans that um, if you don't do something or if you do need to do something and you do something else um, what happens so it's it's really inquiring in, into all these different part possibilities. Well, I was struggling to figure out how lightning works, but then it struck me. <laughs> you are full of it today. <laughs> I think my eyes are brown. <laughs> oh dear. Do you think there is such a thing as a missed opportunity? Uh. I- no, I don't know about that. I don't know about that because, you know, there's always a new opportunity. I'm, sometimes they can be recovered. Sometimes they take new form. It's uh, For me, there's, uh, you know, people talk about, um, you know, there's mistakes and failures. And I don't believe in any of that. There's unexpected outcomes. I feel like things work out the way that, you know, your destiny needs you're you're moving towards something even if, even if it's not pretty or graceful or elegant and and sometimes it's a matter of just getting knocked down by whatever that was that's kind of unexpected inside a it side swoops you and then it's about standing up again you know you might get knocked down three times but you get up four so it's about believing in what you want to achieve and the opportunities for you to um 
to have that are going to show up. They're going to be there. And I believe for me personally, I believe that those opportunities are exponential. I think they're infinite. And there's as many opportunities as uh, as we, as decisions that we want to make, you know, each small thing that we do, even the thoughts that we think create opportunities. So, uh, I think for me now I'm, you know, we all know I'm kind of a consummate entrepreneur. I have the bright, shiny object syndrome. I have so many interests. If an alien came in my office, they would like run screaming because I have so <laughs> many ideas and so much, so many projects. It's like awesome. So, you know, I, I keep on, I, I write things down now. It would be nice to have them all in the same notebook, but uh, I actually have them now. My latest system, which, you know, I changed those too, is Post-its. Every idea gets its own Post-it. Well, my wall looks like wallpaper, but it's cool, you know, because I get to look at that. And it's like, ooh, those are all little projects I get to work on, you know. So I think it's really about how do you manage your own mindset around whatever is happening. And I think life happens and we kind of surf that. And if we can be in compassionate detachment and rise above whatever is happening in that moment and just trust that there's a bigger picture and move in the direction of the things that we want with whatever de- perceived degree of control that we think we have, just make the choices that are going to get us there closer. And the opportunities are always going to be there. I, I, I Don't you agree? I, I agree with that, yes. I like the imagery that you mentioned, though, of surfing through life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, is this wave an opportunity to get up and ride the wave? Or is it, you know, something negative and, okay, so maybe you grab the opportunity and you ride the wave for a little bit and then you wipe out, but you still had a great ride. Mm-hmm. Yep. And how did you polish your ride? Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, what was your, what, what did your form look like? You know, were you on rough seas or were you just like, you know, cruising? And, and maybe you got a tsunami. Maybe you like decided to surf a tsunami so that the cliff that you thought you were going to have to climb up by hand, it just kind of deposited you up there and it made it easy. You know, as waves can be your friend. Just when you're, when you're in the flow and you don't have expectation about what should happen and you're not resisting what is, then all kinds of new things can happen. And that's about possibility. We were going to talk about possibilities today, right? So yes. that's really, I mean, you know, possibilities happen when you allow them, when you open up to the experience in the moment. So um, do you have anything you want to share about um, possibilities? Like, because um, I, I, I don't, I don't want to keep talking about all my thoughts. <laughs> I will keep you here till midnight. But, Lynn, we we don't have a post-it. Post-it moments. That would be a fun. There you go. Yeah. Post-it moments. A lot of insight and theory on possibilities. You know, there's, in numbers, there's probabilities and possibilities and a lot of scientific process that goes into that, too. And it's... Let, Let me interject one thing here. Just, okay, again, having studied logic... A possibility is something that might happen. A probability is something that has, you can kind of measure out the likelihood of it happening. And, and so also a possibility why. doesn't have a percent the way a probability does. A possibility, it just, it's there. Are you going to turn it into something real or not? So a potential, you know, that's another one of those you can dream and put your post-its up and put them all over the ceiling so you can watch them float around maybe in your dreams. Um, you know, it's, it's really um, part of the, uh, some other words having to do with expectation. And when you expect something, you know, what actually happens, 
what's the outlook that you have um, possibilities or giving you opportunities for um, looking at cho- choices. And um, once you become comfortable working the formulas with the different uh, curiosity and uh, how much curiosity is out there, it's unlimited really, uh, and what kind of opportunities float up af- out of looking for all the opportunities or all the curious curiosities. Um, one thing that was kind of interesting is um, thinking about a library and how many, how how fascinating that is, and what I'm not sure what it would be like being a librarian. But you can almost think of yourself as your own librarian in your own life, looking at uh, questions and where is this, where is that, why is that th- this other way, or. Um, there's just a lot of research potential in talking to people and really making selections um, between choices, uh, one alternative versus another alternative, uh, really starts a new path and, it, and the learning is um, up to you. So self-teaching and opportunity to learn is a gift. So maybe this is the part where you say, okay, I'm going to settle side, even if it's just a few minutes every day, uh, to think about something in a different way. Take some kind of comment or common object, like the pencil, you know, and what is it? What is it? Or just think of something and then keep doing the whys until you get down closer to what it is or um, what some medical people will do. Well, now how do you really feel about that? Okay, well, now how do you feel about that? Okay, well, now how, how you feel about that? All these are different ways of, of going beyond our surface responses and reactions and thoughts about things. Uh, what happens when you do this? What happens when you practice curiosity? When you put on our little kid or scientist classes, um, you can see other things. Other things that you were... What's the word? Oblivious. Thank you. What the, things that you were oblivious to in your life, all of a sudden you're now more aware of. And it can make life a lot more fun when you open things up like that. Um, it gives yourself a lot more options, choosing things that are fun to do, choosing things that you enjoy. Um, the opportunities, inspirations. Um, how can this make a difference in your life? Looking at all these different pieces that we have available to us that if we're not curious, we just overlook them completely. Um, So it's really paying attention. Um, I mean, this comes back to paying attention. And we've been explaining this in different ways in each show that we work with is the idea of exploring what we focus on and then coming back to the question, well, asking ourselves why is a good way, but also how. How can we sustain what we've been learning? Because that's the downfall of learning too much is to actually have so much overwhelm that um, it's difficult to sustain something new. So it's really taking one thing at a time and focusing on it, uh, paying attention to it, trying out um, different ways of using it or or 
doing something with it um, every day. Because as you do that, you're building a new habit. So it's really the discoveries are motivation, and then you start discovering what the uh, habit is. Pretty soon, it becomes part of your normal process, and you'll be finding a lot more joy and love and um, a lot of uh, interesting things happening, a lot of positive energy. So, Lynn, you've been a business coach for quite some time. What would you recommend that people do, just one thing that they could do every day to help them become more curious and be open to finding all these opportunities and possibilities in their lives? I would say find, uh, just find, find something to laugh with. You know, just look at something and um, find the joy in whatever that thing is. And it doesn't even matter what it is. Just, um, just enjoy. Enjoy your life. Be happy. What does it take to be happy? Look around and be happy. I was going to tell you a joke about infinity, but it didn't have an ending. <laughs> so, and, and I know the show, we've got about like 20 seconds left, I think, in the show. So, I was trying to find something really profound to wrap it up with, but there it well, is. Well, that's profound. <laughs> that works. That's work. That gives works. you curiosity for our next show. We're so, actually going to be exploring more Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels. Uh, next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining Kmar and D. Lee for Be Mighty, balancing your money and your time. Be sure to come back for another great show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you here next week. Music